Hey everybody, that is Gary Smith. Hello, hello, hello. That is Kaz Kenny. And I'm Eddie Bramble, and this is episode 68 of the Blackwater's Edge podcast. It's 68. Gaining ground one podcast at a time, right? We're getting there. <laughs> Let's talk about the fishing. <clears throat> well, I got to tell you, I got a chance to see some of the stuff, some crazy stuff this week that I've never seen before. So um, I ran into my buddy Timlin over there on um, Maple Dam this week, and uh, we were watching yeah, some right. stuff going on. Nice and. Uh, Turn your volume down, Kaz. Not, Turn your volume it, it down. It was mine. You're right. So anyway, so I was, I was fishing over in an area, and, and I've never seen this before. I'm not sure what this means or anything, but I literally watched a pair of snakeheads do this. So the female was, was just – she was just a giant. She was a big fish. And there was more than one in this area. And I've never seen this before, but the female kept kind of coming up almost vertically level. Like, so horizontally level. Oh yeah, hor- yeah, horizontal. Sorry, Horiz- <laughs> horizontally level. So she was coming up straight like this, and I don't know what was up, but there was another fish underneath that was like I don't know if he was raising her or what he was doing, but I've never seen nothing like that in my life. Fish, either way, fish do that. Either way, I got to see something before that I've never seen snakeheads and and some behavior I've never seen, and and it was just crazy. And I have to tell you what, we went to an area where we saw some fish that I'm pretty sure. I mean, just looking at how big they were, dude, like. The only word I saw was R-E-C-O-R-D, record. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, I think Tim Lynn went back here yesterday to try to look around and see what he could see, and I don't think that – I think he said he saw – the fish were still there, but, again, we still, still, still couldn't get him to bite. So, anyway, here in the Blackwater, it's been snakehead, carp, catfish, eels, few crabs are being caught. Um, oh, but before we talk about the fishing port, let's, let's talk about one other thing real quick. I forgot about Angler Sports Center up there in Annapolis. Now, look, now they are our headline sponsor for our tournament here uh, at the Wolfer Store that we'll be putting on here on July the 31st. 31st. It's coming up. So, week and a half away. Make sure you get, get signed, signed up, up, get ready. Uh, this is going to be a good one because I think what you're going to see is you're going to see fry balls and you're going to see a lot of catchable fish this time. You know, So, I think it's really, really going to be There's a lot of catchable fish yep. last time. We had uh, 160 or 170 pounds turned in last tournament. So. We, had, we saw a good bit of fish, but I I have, a, I have a funny feeling this time we're going to see a little bit more, I think. And I think we might even see some bigger fish just from what I've been seeing as far as, like, the pairing activity and stuff like that. But, look, if you're up there in Annapolis and you, and you stop into Anglers, you need some snakehead baits, you need some uh, some bullets for your pistol, you need guns, you need ammo, you need a shirt, you need a hat, you need anything you can think of for the outdoors, you can find it right there at Anglers. You know, Mike and Lindsay, they're all up there to help you. Alex, they do some great stuff live on Facebook. So uh, make sure you, you pay attention to some of that. If you want some tips and some uh, – some pointers on where you might want to go around the state to do some fishing. They pr- pretty much cover a lot of the areas, so you can pretty much find a lot of stuff to do other than just go snakehead fishing if you want to do something else. Anyway, back to the fishing report. The Transquaking, you know, this, it's snakehead, cart, cat, crabs. Uh, the Corsi's got a few snakes around. Um, there's a few crabs there, too. I noticed there's a lot of people leaving their hand lines in places. Uh, do me a favor. When you're done crabbing with your chicken necks, just cut your line and take it home with you instead of leaving it hanging in the water there. So we've got a... Pick a heron out of it or something it's like that. It's just like anything else. Pick up your trash. Yes, yes. Leave it better than you found it. I, I just noticed I'm seeing a lot of it here lately because they're not catching as many fish. So I guess the people are crabbing while they're fishing. And I guess, you know, maybe they're just forgetting to do it, which I don't buy that. But you know what I'm saying? Just take it home with you. Uh, the Chickamauga. Um, so the what? Chickamauga. So look, um, I wonder. <laughs> Who's mama? <laughs> your mama. <laughs> no, no, no. Who's mama? <laughs> So I know there's been a pretty good bite over there. Um, I had a friend who was in there uh, the other day, and uh, he was using some snakehead destroyer swim baits. And I got to tell you what, um, the, these things are really, really catching some fish. You know, I mean, they really, really are catching some good fish. And uh, we're really proud to see that you guys are using them and that they're working out for you. Over in the marshy hope, snakeheads, bass, perch, bluegill, a few crappie are still around. Over in the Nanakoke, you got stripers, you got spot, you got perch, you got a few small croakers that we've seen show up. Uh, just nothing real big. I mean, so don't get excited because you hear the word croaker. We're not seeing those two, three-pounders that we saw 20 years ago. We're seeing some little four- to six-inch stuff. That's what we're seeing. So it's good that we're seeing them, you know, anyway. So uh, down Mardello, you know, snakes, bluegill, perch, few bass, um, big chop tank, rock, perch, uh, spot. Uh, some oyster toads are being caught there. Uh, the Honger River, you know, they're catching some nice trout down there. Catching a lot of trout. The Honger River is a great place to catch trout. Um, especially if you want to catch some numbers of trout. You know, the, the Hong River is a great nursery for the speckled trout. And uh, you can catch a lot of fun fish, I call them, where, you know, you can go down there and you can literally catch 50 to 100 of them. You know, they're not real big. They're anywhere from 10, 12 inches. You might find a few keepers thrown in there here and there. But it's a lot of fun, a lot of action, and it's pretty steady. So you would probably enjoy doing that. Uh, rockfish, crabs, toads down there too. Uh, fishing bay, it's pretty much perch and rock. 
Uh, the Tread Avon, Tread Tread Avon. I'm hearing up at the head. You know, they're catching some pretty good numbers of snakeheads uh, down below. It's uh, rock and perch. Um, I mean, that's pretty. The Narrows, you know, they're catching some rockfish up there. You know, around there, some perch, some crabs. Um, I don't know, stuff everywhere, you know. I always say it all the time. You don't know if you don't go. You know, it was 90-some thousand degrees last week, and I went out twice and managed to succeed on both trips that I got out there, which, you know, I mean, it was pretty hot, man. I think I think you know that. I know when we were out there last week, Gary, it was pretty hot on for Wednesday, us when we yeah. were out there. Yeah, when we went out and, on Wednesday, it was steaming hot. Well, I, 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 do, I do want to touch on that before we get into anything else real quick. Let's just touch on that. So on we'll talk about more later in the podcast. But just so you all know, we got the opportunity to take how many congressmen fishing this week? Four. And, Gary, did we have a good time? I had a great time. I had a great time, yeah. too. Anybody good. ask them if they had a good time? I did. <laughs> they said they had a good time. Good. Yeah. Now, 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 I have reached out to find if anybody has any chigger issues. I haven't heard back. So maybe. Uh, the, maybe. I think it's just you, case. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's about what I got out of the Fisher Report this week. You know, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about this week. And, um, you know, before, uh, before we introduce our next guest, how, we met, on, before you go into that, how's the crab been lately? It's, it's been pretty slow. I mean, it's been pretty slow. The water's hot. You know, now here, he, here's, the, here's, the, here's the good news, okay? It's picking up a little bit. You know, they were coming off the shed here. Um, I talked to a few guys here in the last day or two that have found some crabs. So I think we've all been saying this all year. This, it's either going to come on real, real hard or it's just not going to happen. And I'm trying to be positive and think that this is the beginning of it's going to happen. So, find a market for those chiggers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think anybody with a Smith and Wesson would like to show me what I could do with my chiggers. You know? Oh man, I'm telling you, man, <coughs> bye, bye, bye. big money in chiggers. We but, just we just got to figure out a way to uh, market this snakehead yeah. slime, and then we'll be in good shape. Oh my gosh, we'll be rich as could be. You know, slime lays in the bottom of a cooler when you're done with it. You can have at least two gallons out of every cooler. Hey, maybe that maybe that we could, we could use that for some of our uh, our fish juice. Remember, we were talking about doing something like that. So uh, anyway, before we get into our guest today, um, remember if you need bait, if you if you're here locally and you're visiting, reach out to Damian Tall over at the Bait Boys. Um, there's several locations here that you can pick up minnows from. Uh, Ace Hardware also has them. If you can't get a hold of Damian, um, Angler Sports Center also sells snakehead destroyers. There's a few other uh, a few other tackle shops here that sell them. I can't remember all of them because we sold so many of them. But uh, you know, just ask them when you go in there. If they have snakehead destroyers, they don't tell them where they can get some from the Bait Boys. So. Um, I don't know, Eddie. Um, if I need bait, I know Damien will get us straight. So uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce our next or our guest, and uh, let's uh, get some cake. All right. So this week we've got on for his second time on the podcast, Daryl Willie from Addiction Baits. How you doing, Daryl? All right. How are you? Good, man. Hey, get a little closer to that mic for me. All right. There you go. So uh, for those who don't know, why don't you give a quick background about yourself? I'm Daryl Willie. I own Addiction Baits. I've uh, been doing fishing lures since about 2007. Started it as a hobby. Uh, 2016, Addiction Baits was formed. Uh, 2018, I started into the snakehead fishing. Uh, currently, that's 80% of my business. So, eighty <laughs> percent—that's a big jump. So, it, it so how, how'd that happen? How, how did it go? What, what was your big, your big seller before snakeheads? Uh, rockfish lures. Rockfish lures. I, I, I still do them, but uh, snakehead stuff. They go crazy. Now, now, now Daryl, I know, I know we've known each other for a pretty good long time here. Mm-hmm. You didn't start out with snakeheads. How, how did you get your jump in the in in the tackle industry, and what kind of baits were you building? Because I know what you were what you were selling in the beginning. Well, when I first started, uh, like I said back in two thousand and seven, I used to do a lot of light tackle jigging, and that's how I started was making jigs for rockfish. And when I got into the snakehead stuff good friend of mine, Roland Timmons, talked me into going down here to Blackwater, trying for him, fish for him, didn't catch anything. After, I think, about the third time him taking me, we did pretty good, and I was hooked ever since. And then I, I ended up meeting up with you and uh, got some chatterbeats and everything, got those going and stuff, and then you and I come out with the uh, chatter clappers. <laughs> the, the crappy, geez, crap, Kaz's crazy crappy flap or whatever it was. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Yeah, and I still sell those today. I've got, uh, I think, 96 going to Anglers next week. Now, now, now when, when, I, when, I, when I first met you, I mean, your name was right there with Rockfish. That's how people knew you. Mm-hmm. So are you still doing any rockfish stuff or have you pretty much gotten away from no, I still a lot do of rock, that? I still do rockfish stuff. Uh, it's more so snakehead. Uh, 
Rockfish, I think a lot of it is, you know, there's not a mess of them around. And honestly, I think there's more people snakehead fishing now than rockfish. I was just about to say that. I think there's more people snakehead fishing now than there is for going for rockfish. It's just just the way that the uh, the regulations have, have gone in the past couple of years. More, more people are looking for an alternative no, fish. No, no, snakehead. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's all about timing, too. And I think that the timing was perfect for you to make the change when you did it. You oh, absolutely. I mean? When you, when you made the switch. And I think, I think the coolest thing about all this is that, you know, we know the snakeheads are invasive. We know we're not getting rid of them. But I think the best thing about all this is that it's making people make new stuff, you know, coming up with new ideas. I mean, you're constantly coming up with a twist to something that you're making, you know, to make it a little different. Or mm-hmm. and, and I think that in this snakehead business, you got to understand that, I don't know about a lot of people out there, but the snakeheads, I believe, are very educated. You know, they're very smart, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that, you know, if you're throwing a bait, and I know you sell hundreds of baits to people. So let's just say we got five guys out there throwing one of your baits all day for three straight days. You know, they've seen that bait. They want something different. And then here comes Daryl Willie with this thing called a splatter bait. Yes. You know, so here came something else that, that you could throw after you've been beating the water for three days. That was just a different presentation. So... I also know in the beginning, one of the biggest things that you guys had come up with was a swinging head, you know, yes. on your chatter, on your chatter beat. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the bigger advantages of having the, that swinging head is a lot more or less missed strikes. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got a little bit, bit of play in that. You know, it's not so a fix that when they hit it, if they hit it too hard, it gets pushed away. You know, if they hit it and it moves a little bit, they can still get it. You know what I'm saying? It's not, yes. it's not too hard of a bait. So my point was, I think that when you guys came out with that, that was like one of the, the, the biggest things that you guys had come out with right there in the beginning. And I think that really, really set you on the, set the bar and put you on the map. You know what I mean? And then after that, here come the chatters, here come the splatters, here come to this, here come to that. Yeah, the... Uh the swing hooks, one of the really nice things about those is that thing tracks in the water, and then all of a sudden it'll dart six, eight inches to the left or to the right, and then go back swinging uh, almost in a straight line, and then it'll dart off again to the right or the left. I mean, it's it's totally different than what a uh, skirted thumper is that has the fixed hook. So let's do this. Let's talk about the different products that you make. So the chatters, the the, the models that you have, the splatter baits. I'm trying the, to remember everyone yeah. that I so, got. So, so, so <laughs> not everyone, but but let's talk uh, about some of the ideas that you've came up with that you've implemented mm-hmm. that have worked. You well, know what they, I mean? It's it's been a big learning curve. I mean, I'm sure you've oh, learned absolutely. as you've gone. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you've absolutely. learned from your mistakes. That's how you've gotten such a good product now. You know what yes. I'm saying? Uh, one of the biggest ones that I started off with was the thumper chatter baits. It's a fixed hook you know everybody makes a uh, chatter bait mine i think pretty much the only ones that have eyes on them which are a pain in the ass to glue but uh everybody likes those they're very effective uh i have those the swing hook chatters uh inline spinners uh, the talk, talk about the inlines. Talk about, I mean, the gauge wire that you're using. Uh, Let the folks I, know why this stuff holds up and I, why you can get I a 17-pound fish on your bait. I use 045 wire. Uh, I know some other guys use the uh, heavier 051, but the hook swings. It's not fixed to the wire, so you don't have the issue of it bending. Uh, I really haven't had any problems at all with that wire moving because... It doesn't, it's not fixed to the hook. So if the fish shakes or when you go to unhook it, you're not grabbing the actual wire and unhooking the uh, fish. So I've never, I started with 045, haven't changed from it. Now I do make some uh, buzz baits. They have the 051 wire. Uh, That's pretty much just a standard wire that a lot of your even major companies use. But 045 for the inline spinner baits. I have not had, and I've put out thousands of them. I have not had one person come to me and tell me that, hey, your wire broke. Have not heard. I still have the original one that I got from you mm-hmm. probably five or six years ago. And I meant to bring it with me on the show because I wanted to show everybody, you know, where it all started. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And and I still, like like Eddie plays with his little dart spin here. 
Like, I keep that at my table, your little swinging head thing, and that's what I play with a lot of times while I'm sitting at my table. So um, so you made chatterbaits. You've made inlines. Now, Gary, I know that, that, that Daryl makes a bait that, that you really like. The splatter. So, so, so why don't you tell the people a little bit about the success you've had with that splatter bait, and then you can talk a little bit about what the splatter bait is. Of. I've fished them a couple of different ways. I, the probably the most the biggest fish that I've caught with them we were talking about today is I'll let them sink down to the bottom and with a, a jig tail on them and bump them across the bottom and use it when when a snakehead hits it it's like a linebacker hitting you. They just they slam the crap out of them, man. But I've done good with them just you know in in the ditches and stuff just with the splatter baits just pulling them along. They're just they just work great. Now, now I will say with the splatter bait, something that I like to do with the splatter bait, which I don't know if anybody else does this, is you, you all know that I like to tip my maps with a minnow when I'm getting short strikes and things like that. And just keep in mind that, you know, if you're throwing that splatter bait like Gary's talking about, you can always tip a little minnow on that thing or you can add a little swim bait to it or something like that. You know, I know Daryl offers a, a lot of different kinds of swim baits that are available and some other products that he's coming out with. Um, so tell us a little bit about that splatter bait, how, you, how that came about. Splatterbait, uh, if I remember correctly, I think a friend of mine, Roland Timmons, uh, had seen a picture of that out west somewhere. And uh, he was like, you think you can make something like that? And I was like, I think I can do something. So uh, we come up with the uh, splatterbait. And basically what it is, it's a spinnerbait that has a chatter blade attached to the front of it. And it's very effective on snakeheads. I know uh, Lenny Rudo from... Uh, Fish Talk Magazine actually had that in his magazine last January. Uh, him and I think some of his guys took it down here to Blackwater uh, late last year or year before and uh, tried it out and did really well with them. So, so you've got the spider bait. What what other baits do you have that we have that that have been standard up until now? Uh, the standard ones. The splatter bait, the uh, thumper chatter bait, and the 3.8 inch inline spinners have all pretty much been a staple of my lures. Uh, since then, within the last year, year and a half, I've branched off and I've teamed up with uh, Dave Weedleton from Weedleton Custom Baits. He's now uh, making 90% of my swim baits. Uh, he's now making a lot of my uh, soft plastic frogs. Uh, so with the frogs now, I've branched off of the 3.8 inch uh, inline spinner, and now doing a inline spinner frog, and that thing has been absolutely wonderful. I know Bart Shortle here in the last couple of weeks have totally crushed snakeheads on them. Uh, I know he's fished for them I think a little over a year and could never break that 30 inch mark, and he was up at my house about three weeks ago. And got some of the inline frogs, and I think two days later, he went out, and I think within the first ten minutes, he had a fish over thirty inches. Now, now the inline frog, do, do you do, do, where can where can they look at that at? Uh, Anglers has them. Uh, Denton Rod and Tackle has them. Uh, trying to think who else? Uh, Marty's and Edgewater. Uh, they're also on my website, addictionbaits.com. That's what I wanted you to plug with that. Um, so. I know that, that you've been developing some, 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 some new stuff. Um, before we start showing anything that might be new and upcoming for the public, let's talk a little bit about your background. Let's talk about you, your fishing, where you came from. Um, you know, how, how did Daryl get into fishing? I mean, what, do, you, do you remember your first fishing trip? I mean, what, do you remember the fish that bit you? You know, for me, it was a bluegill. You know, that was the first one I ever caught that made me want to go fishing. I... I think, I mean, I grew up here in Cambridge, uh, went to Cambridge South Dorchester High School, graduated from there. Uh, I lived two blocks away from the uh, Chop Tank River Fishing Pier, right across the street from Tommy Sporting Goods. It's right across the street from Chuck Prow yes. when he was there. Yes, Chuck Prow taught me a lot. Uh, I believe I was five or six, and my mother took us to Great Marsh, and I can't remember if it was a spot or a perch that I caught, but. I mean, ever since I've caught a fish, um, I've been hooked ever since. Ha have you gone through stages in life? Like, like for me, I went through, like, the walleye stage. I went through the bass stage. I went through the, you know, I, I want to get one of these off my, my bucket list kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, uh, 
when I was growing up, you know, always wanted to catch a big rockfish and then uh, had never caught a smallmouth bass. So I tried going after them. I finally got one of those up in Michigan. Uh, now, you know, tried for snakeheads. But other than that, I don't have anything really on my list that I've got to get. I'd love to go down to where uh, Damian Cook is heading right now in florida and try to get maybe a peacock bass i'd love to catch one of those and maybe a bullseye snakehead but uh it's not like i've got to go next week i i think i'm trying to go to florida and catch one of them arapaima that they're putting in uh, lake okeechobee have you heard about them things them giant seven foot fish that they found down they're, there they're putting them in there uh, they found they found one down there anyway so somebody put one in there i know that um so You've done some tournaments, you know. You, I know, I know. You've done. Before some we get into like that, guys, why don't we do our first oh, giveaway? Let's do our first giveaway day. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still going, Eddie. I'm sorry. So our, our first giveaway day is sponsored by CCA Maryland's Great Chesapeake Invasive Count. Our good friend Dave Sikorsky out there at CCA Maryland. Um, look, we're trying to help collect real time data. So if you want to help us to uh, collect real time data, you can win lots of free prizes. Uh, from CCA, they do a lot of work with Yamaha, Traeger Grills, various, various, various companies. So there's a lot of good prizes they're giving away there. You can also, you know, when you when you call your fishing, Eddie, what's the, what's the uh, what is the, uh, the CCAMD.org slash count. So that's how you can get yourself registered there. I cannot remember it. Eddie always remembers it. So <laughs> I can remember the 85 uh, numbers in my code and my phone to unlock. I can remember the last five Triple Crown winners. So there's stupid things. <laughs> I can remember just about anything at any time, but if you ask me what I had for breakfast yesterday, I have no idea. So, so the good thing about this is that you know you, any invasive species that you catch, whether it be blue cat, flathead catfish, snakeheads, any of those three species, you can submit. And you, what they want you to do is give the length, you know, the body of water that you caught, and you don't have to give them the exact location. Um, we really would appreciate it if you know if you're keeping the fish and you're harvesting the fish. Maybe you could help us with some gut sampling, so you could take a picture of whatever you find in the stomach. You can send that in along with your registration. That will help us add real time um, data to the, the the data that we're collecting and trying to monitor what's going on with snakeheads. So, uh, Gary, what do you want him to say to win that koozie? Cold beer. Cold beer. Cold beer. First person put cold beer in the comments gets that koozie. So, Daryl, so I know I know you're really big in the snakeheads now and doing all that. Um, what else does Daryl like to do? Is there anything? Does Daryl have any other hobbies that we don't know about? We might want to know about. Come Pretty on, much work. work. <laughs> so, so let's talk about work. Uh, I mean, the work's grown so much. You've you've had to bring some people in to help you because it's yeah, got too much for you to handle. I've got some friends of mine that come out and help and stuff. Uh, wouldn't be able to do it without them. I mean, I've put out thousands of lures this year. I was going to say, have you ever ever? thought about how many lures you've made no but i'll tell you one thing that i'm surprised with all the lures that i have put out i haven't had to go to the hospital yet for a hook in my hand now <laughs> you it may never have, said it, that it you should have never said but, that you better knock on but that, I, that I, table I should, right now I, i've knock on wood I've, I've done good i've come close to really burning myself with the lid and stuff because everything that i do besides uh my top water frogs uh my fish grippers and my pliers that I have, everything is handmade there in the shop besides the plastics. Uh, all my lead-based lures, like my thumpers, my rockfish lures, all that stuff is hand-poured, hand-painted, and assembled right there in my shop. You just mentioned grippers. Let's talk a little bit about your fish grippers. I know that I know a lot uh, of people are rocking these things out on the bank, you know, and they're using them out there. These fish grippers right here, uh, a lot of people love them. They rotate 360 degrees. So, so that when that snake has doing that death roll and you're holding yep. on to it, you ain't got to worry about it coming undone. Yeah. They have a built-in 40-pound scale. And the nice thing that everybody loves about these versus uh, a lot of your standard ones where they have that kind of T-handle, this is like a pistol grip. All you got to do is grab that and opens, and they stay pretty good. That, that, that's a pretty nice... Now, how, how much is that product right there if somebody wanted to get that from you? They are $35. $35. $35. That, that's fair to me. I mean, you look at look at anything you buy in Walmart, you're paying $20 plus for it. And the good thing about that is it looks like it's got a little more quality to it. And I really like the fact that it, that, that it, that it swings. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, that, that was one of the big things that uh, when I first thought about bringing in some kind of grippers, I ordered six or eight different pairs from different companies. And 
one of the things that really sold me on that, one of the two things, was the pistol grip because it's so much easier to get your finger in and open that grip up and that it rotates 360 degrees. What, uh, of all the lures that you make, what is your favorite? Do you have a favorite that you like to that, that's like a confidence bait for you? It would definitely have to be my uh, thumper with the uh, white thumper with the red blade. I mean, that's pretty much one of my go-to lures. Uh, I am starting to branch off some on uh, the inline spinners and stuff just to try stuff new. But uh, I'm pretty much, if it works... That's what I stick with now. Today, Gary and I, we tried around today, and we didn't do anything on any lures. Uh, we didn't see any snakes or anything, but we went out. Gary took me for a nice boat ride. I want to thank you, Gary, for that. That was also it was a good great ride. time. Uh, we also brought a couple of new lures that uh, we wanted to try out in the water today, see how they swim and stuff like that. One of the uh, Newest ones that I'm working on. I really on. like this one. Leonardo. Yes, this is a... That's Donatella. <laughs> Marquise Roberts that has a Shore Boys Fishing. He's also teamed up with Dave Weedleton from Weedleton Custom Baits. And Marquise has come up with this Shore Turtle. I've incorporated one of my uh, swing hooks. It's got a larger hook on it than what my standard 3.8 inch swim bait does. But... uh we tried that out today, and that thing, you reel it really slow, and it looks just like a baby turtle swimming in the water. Uh, like I said, we didn't catch any snakeheads today on any lure, but Gary could tell you that thing swims like you wouldn't oh, yeah. believe. It, I mean, was, it, it was cool. I mean, I just Fun. like how free, you know, that swing is on these things. I mean, it's just beautiful. So, uh, one of the other lures that we were playing with today that is brand new that just i don't know if you want to show them this yet honestly man this is something just, maybe maybe should be quiet just, about this for another week or two just put, uh, <laughs> just put it together uh last night i've been waiting for some of my materials uh other guys that manufacture lures they'll tell you the same thing it has been extremely hard trying to get stuff within the last year year and a half and i finally got some uh double spinner wires in and this right here is a double number five french blade with a 3.8 inch swim bait and i also have over there gary's got hiding next to him i think yep. he wants to take it home it's got uh <laughs> it's got the uh frog on it that dave weedleton started making for me and talking about action in the water that thing gives off action like you would not believe. Yeah, it looks like it's got a battery and it comes through the water. I mean, you saw today, Gary, in the water. Is, yeah. it, is the flash a bright yeah. flash it off looks, of it? It looks like it's got a battery and a little laser light or something when it's flipping around. As soon as the light hits one, it's already hitting the other one. It's just kind now, of... now, I noticed here, Daryl, that both blades are a different color. One's gold, one's silver. Yeah, what, I, what, I, what was the thought behind that? I have a lot of people tell me they want gold blades. Then I have a lot of people tell me they want silver blades. So I figured since it's a double, I could do one of each you know make both people happy and i can also do them with you know both gold and both silver but i just figured try to be different i think i think i think you are i mean i think what i'm looking at here man this is some pretty pretty cool looking stuff i mean and I, it's weedless yeah that's that's the main thing here in the blackwater system you got it's got to be weedless or you're gonna have problems the other thing i like again is this that, way that thing swings man mm -hmm. you know i mean look at how easy the swing is i mean there's no no catching to it. I mean, it's nice and smooth. I mean, there's there's legs on the back. Them them tail that I, when them tails like this. I mean, I just I love the action you get off that as it's coming through. Oh yes, yes. Dave Dave did a good job finding the, that mold and coming up with those for me. Uh, before before we get into anything else, look our ne our next giveaway is sponsored by Horseman Enterprises. If you need a custom boat, if you need any work done to diesel, you know if you need diesel work done on on your boat, if if you if you're looking for that dream crab boat and you want a nice custom build, you know check out Benny and Alex Horseman over there. They are building some most beautiful stuff you've ever seen in your life. So uh, what are we giving away today for uh, for that? We're gonna give away a pack of horny toes to somebody. Um, so um, Eddie, what or Daryl, what do you what do you want somebody to say to win that pack of horny toads? Do it. Don't be afraid. Make it horny. 
<laughs> make it horny. Leave that in the comments when you get that. Make it horny. I love it. Um, what is your biggest snakehead you've crawled so far? Uh, 34 and a half inches, uh, 14.3 pounds. Uh, Matt Fletcher and Damian uh, Cook were out with me that day. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about tournaments. You've, you've put on a couple of tournaments. We were talking about that, about uh, that before. I've, I've put on one tournament. So let's, uh, ta let's, let's talk about that. What I really liked about your tournament is that it was exclusively your baits. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And I thought that was a really, really good idea behind that, not just to sell baits, but to promote baits and to get your baits used to show that they catch fish. Absolutely. Um, you had a pretty good turnout in that thing. 95 anglers. Um, let's talk about that. A lot of fish get caught. I mean. Yes. Yes. Uh, I actually were kind of surprised that we had 95 people for our first ever tournament. Uh, that's, that's a great, great number. I, I think around here, uh, just for it being, you could only use addiction baits. Uh, a lot of people in this area haven't really heard about it, but I know some major uh, places like Strike King and stuff like that, they put on different uh events and stuff where you have to use their uh lures only like i know some are frog only so i figured i'd try it and everything and i mean i couldn't believe the uh response that i got with 95 anglers so i want thank everybody for uh doing it and i'm actually looking into doing another tournament in october i believe it's going to be probably the second weekend of october but it's going to be what i call a open class you can use Anything lure-wise. You can use minnows under a bobber if you want. Uh, you can use uh, S&S Customs, you know, any, any lure out there. But it has to be caught on rod and reel. And I think it's just going to be a one-day tournament. Because I did read a few people's uh, feedback and stuff like that. Uh, I think two 12-hour days really kicked a lot of people's yeah. butts quite a bit. That's the same thing stuff. we learned from our yeah. tournaments in uh, yeah. 2019. Two days is tough on people. Yes. It just wears yeah. you down. Yep. on us too yeah <laughs> i mean you gotta think about it i mean we're, we're here on the eastern shore and a lot of these folks that are coming here fishing i mean we have a lot of locals here that are fish but i think that we also have probably the same amount if not more of non-locals that sign yeah. up for for tournaments you know here anyway yeah and i, I tell you the one to, the tournament that i put on uh back in uh, may i think it opened it up to a lot of people because if you had noticed after i did that i opened mine up to maryland delaware and virginia and I think it really got a lot of people thinking about, hey, you know, this online stuff, if you got snakeheads right here in their backyard, why not open it up? Because, right. you know, you don't have to be there to physically weigh the fish in. And one of the reasons why I've done that also is, for one, you got guys that are catch and release only, you know. So you get those involved into it now because hey they don't have to catch that fish kill that fish you know i'm not against releasing them i'm not against killing every one of them and stuff you know i just i try to make a good product and buy my lures and go out there and have fun you know what you do is you know on you it's not not on me at all and i i agree with you i think that both of all of us here agree also that yeah. you know that you know, it is an angler's choice, you know, if you want mm -hmm. to keep the fish or you don't want to keep the fish. I think that most people that, that have seen what they've seen know that we're not getting rid of the fish, you know. So I think that, you know, if we keep a few, we're certainly not hurting anything. And, um, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that can use a meal. That's how I always look at it. You know, if I've got extra fish or something like that or somebody that can use it. Um, but, yeah, but I think, I think the biggest thing now is that we've got such a huge community that we've got to figure out a way – to find the balance so that everybody gets along. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I think that's something that we, we're all trying to work through. I know it's something that, we're, that we've tried to work through constantly is how, how can we better serve the snakehead community, you know what I mean, as a whole. You know, yes. not, not, as yeah. just, not as just a piece or something, you know. And I think, um, I, I think what makes our tournaments a little different than everybody else is because we do live weigh-ins, we have to kill yeah. our fish, you yes. know. And a lot of people sometimes, they, they don't like, to see that and that's okay mm -hmm. you know and i respect that but but for us in our tournaments you know if, if you're going to fish our tournaments you know nothing against the online stuff we just want you to come we want we want to have the little crowd there we want to have our we have a party. lot of fun with our weigh-ins yeah it's, i mean it's so much fun and that, that's, that, that's kind of like the last one we had snakeheads we had oysters we had all kinds of stuff you know and there's plenty of people in the tournaments we'll whoop them willie yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but i mean th th this is the best thing though you know i mean 
not they didn't not everybody kept all their fish you know yep. some people put fish back you know so and we didn't tell them that they could not fish our tournament if they were not going to kill the fish you know we're not like that so you know i think that uh i think that you're on the right line and i think that all of us need to try to get in line with that you know that this is a whole community not just it's not unfortunately how much i said there's a lot of division in the community now you know what i mean so how can we reunite the community as a whole you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of the thing that everybody's trying to do here. I mean, don't don't you think yeah, so? Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It, it's it's going to be a difficult job to get everybody on the same page. Um, I mean, it's the same problem that America's facing right now in in political world. It's, oh it, yes, it's just it's it's hard to find common ground where two opposite sides of the spectrum can get along. But well, I mean, I I think I think that everybody's headed the headed heading in the right direction. You know, I think that's the good thing. I'm noticing less of the well. I see less of the dramatics, it seems yeah. like, as time's going you on. You still have a few you trolls know, here a few and there. Trolls, but, yeah. but for the most part, people are being much more respectful now than they mm-hmm. ever have been in the snakehead community. And I, think, and I think that's because we all want to be a family. You know what yep. I mean? I really do believe that. I believe whether you want to keep them or you want to kill them, we still have the common bond of fishing. You know, We still have the common bond of we're human. We still have the common bond of we have the right to feel the way that we feel as an individual, You know, whether somebody else believes it's right or wrong. You know what I mean? Fact, it- that and the fact that we know now that you're not going to get rid of them. Right. Doesn't matter if you keep them. Doesn't matter if you let them go. You're still not going to get rid of them. We're stuck with them. Yeah. So it's, I, I, I know. It seems I, to be a renewable source. I'll tell you what. So, so how about, like, like where, where do you, like, as far as shipping goes, like I've always wondered in my mind. We know you're in the stores. We know, you, we, know, we know you got, you know, other outlets. Where do you think most of your orders Outside of these shops, like that, come directly to you. That you're shipping. Where do where where is most of your stuff going? Are you are you shipping across the country? Or are you pretty much staying uh, in Maryland? No, I, mainly when I ship stuff, a lot of it goes to Maryland, Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, I don't do international shipping unless it's a military address. I look out for my military guys. Uh, they can order anything. I know I've sent stuff over to uh, Taiwan and stuff that are in the service uh when i first seen the address i was like what the hell is this but uh come to find out you know (laughs) it's you know you can ship it just like i can ship it three states away so you know i definitely look out for them i didn't either when i first seen that and i went to go put the shipping in i was like man i probably screwed up on this and uh no come to find out if you have a uh, military address overseas it's just like you're shipping right in the United Regular States. UPS. Wow. Yeah. How about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. No, getting cookies from mom, you're getting lures from Daryl. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Who needs toiletries when you got chatterbaits? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. We, we don't need to send canned food anymore. Yeah. Just send lures. Right. Just send but, lures. They catch their own. But I have noticed a lot of stuff now is starting to go to Pennsylvania. Uh, I really think it's because the fish have made it up past the uh, Conowingo Dam. 100%. And, uh, you know, I've I've got guys as far as I if I remember correctly, uh, like Harrisburg area that are buying you know chatterbaits, the weightless inline spinners, and stuff like that. I I was just talking with some people yesterday about some Pennsylvania stuff and what's going on up there, and I've got a Pennsylvania biologist that we're going to have here coming on the show here uh, as soon as we get able to get him scheduled on here, talk about some stuff and what they're seeing. Um, I, I do know that a lot of the lakes up there, you know, and some of these lakes are really, really nice lakes, you know, and, and the fish are just popping up all over in them, you know. Uh, yesterday it was, it, they've been catching them in Lake Redmond here and there, you know, and that, now they're starting to see them more frequently, you know, now they're seeing fry balls, now they're seeing, you know, so I got, I got to thinking about, you know, a place like Lake Redmond, you know, they got them giant 40, 50 pound stripers in there, you know. <laughs> so maybe maybe we'll see a 60 or 70 pound striper come out if there's enough snakeheads in there from the right, evening. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? check it, see a new record, you know. Content, see what it's got. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say that you check the stomach content, somebody's got the world record snakehead right in his belly. I, I think I think the thing that worries me most about Pennsylvania, and it's, it's I'm, I'm not a resident, but I certainly care, is the amount of native trout streams that they have in PA. And I don't think a lot of people realize that probably 90% of these streams at one point connect to one of these bodies of water, the lakes, you know, Shepherd Myers and in places up there, you know. So uh, I'm, a- I'm anxious to see what's going to happen, you know, in a lot of those areas with, with the native trout streams, the small brookies and things like that. 
Uh, let's do another giveaway. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the land group of my good friend, Rob Fryer. Let me tell you about my friend, my friend, Rob Fryer. My friend, Rob Fryer, he sells dirt. He sells more dirt than 20 tandem dump trucks can haul down the road in an hour. So look, let me tell you what, if you're looking for that perfect dream spot for you and your family, if you're looking for that perfect hunting place, if you're looking for that top secret out of the way that nobody knows about spot, let me tell you what. Rob can find that for you. So we're going to give away a pack of these Snakehead Destroyer swim baits, and you just heard me talking about them a little bit ago. And these things have been doing really, 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 really good. You know, Brian Dolph over there, old school, did a really, really good color coordination here with this bait, and I can tell you they're just simply catching everything. And uh, I'm not sure if you've looked at much of what's going on with the land group, but if you get a chance, go check out my friend Rob Fryer's Facebook page. Look at all the land he's got for sale right now. Look, deer season's coming. And yes, you, it is. And you, and, and, you, and you ought to see some of the pictures he's got on some of the trail cameras of some of these properties that he's got. So, uh, Eddie, what do you want to say to get that pack of destroyers? They need to say, I'm a snakehead destroyer. I, I'm a snakehead destroyer. Yep. Put that in the comments. You can have that bag. I know Dar- you are, but who am I? <laughs> Daryl, I know, I know uh, you were doing it all. You were doing rods, too. You kind of got out of that, huh? Yeah, uh, mainly the reason why is I've got a lot of lure stuff to do, and the other reason, it's just hard getting parts. Uh, I know the last two rods that I was supposed to do, it took me almost four, four and a half months to get the rod blanks. So, I just, I don't have time to try to track down you just you just hit it right there and i think that's the one thing that everybody's learning here is time oh yes we ain't got enough time to do everything we want to do no trust me if we, <laughs> there's about a million things that we want to do don't we look can't at even me. get three of them done don't know? look at me i've got i just looked at my <laughs> calendar the other day every single saturday and sunday friday saturday sunday is occupied for me from now almost to thanksgiving wow every single one is something on my calendar there's, there's just not, a, not enough time for anything in the world. That's almost like me. It's uh, unreal. My stepdaughter gets married next month, so uh, it's a lot of stuff to get together and stuff like that. Uh, like this coming weekend, I'll be up in Pennsylvania for uh, a graduation party. Uh, that's my wife's, uh, well, my sister-in-law, uh, she lives up there, so we go up there every now and then. My stepdaughter lives up there, went up there a uh, couple of months ago and helped her move into an apartment and stuff. So, I mean, every weekend it seems like I've got something going on. Fourth uh, of July weekend, everybody goes out and celebrates or has cookouts and stuff. That was the first weekend after air vacation. And what did I do? I spent the weekend putting a pergola up at Air House because the following weekend we had a family cookout. So, any free time, like you were asking me, what do I like doing? I like getting the stuff done for my way yeah. so I can try to go back to work and uh, exactly. maybe go fishing some. Like seven weeks from deer season, man. That's it. It's amazing. Seven weeks. I never thought about that. That's coming in pretty fast. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, there's some pretty nice looking deer around here I've seen here lately. You know what else is close to? What? Football season. Oh, there you go. See, I don't watch any sports, so I, 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 don't, I don't know these things. That's why I don't have time for anything. How <laughs> <laughs> I many of his weekends involve football? Right, right, right. Daryl, you don't do any hunting, do you? Very little. Uh, I used to when I was younger, but uh, when I started the fishing stuff, seems like in the wintertime it slows down, so that's when I try to get inventory built up. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Uh I know this past year where it was really hard trying to get stuff. Uh, Anglers placed a big order with me to try to have stuff on the shelves and, you know, in by the time fishing season actually started. What, um, I, I know Anglers is probably probably one of the biggest places you sell to. Who, who Who's probably your second yes. biggest person you sell to? That would be... Let me ask you this. How many different shops are you in on the Eastern Shore? I want to say last time I checked, it was like 18, of not just on the Eastern Shore, right. but in the Maryland-Delaware area. I don't have anything in Virginia. Uh, I did have one store up in New York, but uh, that was pretty much the big rockfish stuff, and 
I don't fool with that really a whole lot anymore, especially trying to ship a 32-ounce mojo. Uh, when, right. when you try to ship 24 or 30 of those up, it doesn't matter what kind of box you put it in. Post office, UPS, they're all going to beat the shit out of them. You're better so, off to drive it up there yourself. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. It might be easier just to throw it in your car and run, yeah. run, run 40 baits up there at a time or but something the, But like then you run into the same old problem, time. time exactly, so. exactly. But uh, now I've got... I mean, I've got stores from uh, kind of Wingo Dam. I've got a. Uh, I was, um, was going to say, let's let, think. Go ahead and just start firing some tackle shops off that come off the top of your head, you know, so people know where they can look and find some of your baits. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I know yeah, you're not going to yeah. know them all, but uh, you know, maybe you could throw a handful out there for everybody. Don from Autumn Sky, uh, Matt, Marty's uh, Bait and Tackle, Anglers, uh, All Tackle, Bay Country Crab and Supplies, uh, Island Tackle, uh, Tackle Cove, uh, which is there at the wharf in Centerville. Uh, Shore Sportsman, Rusty Hook, Denton Rod and Tackle. Uh, Rick's Bait and Tackle down Long Neck. Uh, Dan's Tackle Box, Lewis Ice House. Um, trying to think who else. But, uh, doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah man, that's what I'm yeah. saying. I mean, I mean that, that that's what I wanted people to hear was, was, was the demand and where you are and how many places that you are in. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, there's a lot of people that come into this business and they're here for – a couple of months, you know. Yeah, yes. You've been in here and you've hung in here the whole time. You yes, know what I mean? Um, I, I believe uh, this is five years going on now. So. And, and I, I know, I know, just from my own conversations with people that you know, you keep your word, you do your best to ship to them when you say they're going to get it. If there is an issue, you're real quick to pick up the phone and call them and explain to them what's going on, Absolutely. so they understand what's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely, communication yes. is key. And that, that's where I was going with this. I think the biggest thing that's missing in some of these guys that are selling baits is there's no response, mm-hmm. you know, the, or, or, or the response is two days or three days later, you know, or the mm-hmm. response is almost like you're inconvenienced then by asking them a question. Absolutely. You know, so I yep. want people to know that, you know, when they reach out to you and they have a question and they're thinking things like that, that they know that you're an accommodating man, that you're not going to be that guy, that you're going to do your best to go above and beyond to make sure that they yes. get the, the service that they deserve. Yes. You know what Just I mean? Just like uh, – and. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but uh, last night I got a website order. A lot of times what I try to do is get that out the door the next day, and obviously it didn't go out today because I'm here and went fishing with Gary, but uh, if you're listening... And you uh, got to rebox it because we use them. <laughs> if you're listening, it will go out tomorrow. So a lot of times it's uh, either one to two days before you know that order goes out. If it's something fairly small and i've got it right there on hand if you order it in the morning a lot of times it'll go out that afternoon well you tried mail it so post office closed. yeah well that's the one that i got from uh the other day yeah. but i got one last night that I, I painted everything up this morning and stuff i got to go home and rig that but it'll go out tomorrow yeah I, I think you had something that you wanted to give away today on the podcast but before we do that let me give away uh, one of one of our last giveaways today so uh look if you're down here on the eastern shore and you're out here and you're fishing and um you know, you happen to just uh, hit the reverse a little too hard and go in a ditch and need to make a wish so that you can get yourself out of there and get on the fish, then you need to call my good friend, Roy Bradshaw. My friend, Roy Bradshaw, he will get you out of the jams that you're in down here. Look, if you have a little fender bender, he'll get you where you need to be. If you need body work done, call my good friend, Roy. Look, if you need painting work done, call my good friend, Roy. Look, I think, Eddie, we even talked to Roy about maybe uh, helping us out with our uh, with our, with our special special prize this I, year. I, did, I don't think it's going to happen. No? I'm looking in some other avenues for that. Okay. Because... But but uh, we're gonna make it happen some way. Okay, so so for those of you that don't know, oh, the, I wish I had it with me. I, I know the uh, Angler of the Year trophy this year is just absolutely oh, just. If you thought Wayne's belt was bad, this oh, is this is just badass. So uh, so remember, folks, if you're down here in the Eastern Shore and you get stuck, you know, call Roy Bradshaw. Bradshaw's telling me to get out of there. We're gonna give away a pack of uh, old school cust- uh, old old school uh, tackle baits from Brian Dolph. Uh, it's a four point seven hammer. Uh, Gary, hold hold that thing up and. Uh, Let's uh, let's see. Uh, what, what 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 do we want him to say? Good, you pick. Me pick. I think we've done it before, but kicking it old school. Yeah, I just kick love it. it kicking school. it old school. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Um, so so when you're in all these places, let's talk about um, what what you might what you might what you might have wanted to give away today. I know you brought some yeah. baits with you. Uh, well, being it's uh, brand new, I've actually got two lures. I'm going to give away. I'm going to give away the uh, double inline spinner. 
Okay, so look, if somebody wants to win a free double inline spinner from Daryl Willie, okay, this is a new custom bait that he's come out with. And let me tell you what, the flashiest thing throws off is blinding, so make sure you have sunglasses on while you're throwing this thing if the sun's out. Um, Daryl, what, what would you like for them to say to, to win one of them lures? Uh, feed your addiction. Feed your addiction. So put that in the comments, feed your addiction, and you can get that prize. Eddie, before we get into anything else, let's talk a little bit about um, – the tournaments, where we're at with that. we got our tournament coming up, the club, things like that. Uh, our next tournament's coming up on July the... Yes, July 31st is our next tournament. Give everybody the is... rundown on where we are with the tournament. So we are a week and a half away from our next tournament. That is July 30th. It's next Saturday. It's coming up, folks, so you get signed up. It's $50 to enter. Um, it's sponsored by Angler Sports Center. Um, you're also fighting for the Angle of the Year trophy, which you were just talking about. And uh, I can't. I wish I, I wish I'd have brought it on the podcast. I've, I meant to bring it up here. And I forgot. don't think that you should. I think I think you should hold it. Keep it secret. Day. I don't know, man. I kind of want to show it I too. Know. You know, I, I want to show it, but I want to I want to keep it <sighs> surprised. But but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, the Angle of the Year is sponsored by CCA Maryland's Great Chesapeake Invasive Count. Currently a tie for the lead between Justin Klein and Tom Malcheski at 214 points. Um, we also have Calcutta's at uh, $10 each. Heaviest of the tournament, sponsored by Bass Rec Outdoors. Longest of the tournament, sponsored by Horseman Enterprises. Uh, the most harvested, sponsored by the Land Group. And the heaviest of the year, sponsored by the Bait Boys. And the current leader of that is Matt Fletcher with 7.75 pounds. Nice. And, of course, the always free to enter kids division. We're just, I think we should rename that to the Willie's division. <laughs> Willie's division. Yeah, after after right. his performance the last tournament, man. <laughs> but, yeah, the free kids division. Uh, Sponsored by Roy Bradshaw's Body Shop. Like I said, we're a week and a half away. Still got time to get signed up. You're allowed to get signed up until Friday night at uh, just before midnight, 11.59. And get signed up. Get in there because it, it's going to be a good tournament. Now, one more thing that I want to talk about points. Now, if you got kids, you know, and you're having a problem registering online, don't even worry about it. Just be here at the weigh-in. At, at, you know, we have our weigh-in. You don't have to be here for the captain's meeting in the morning. You know, kids don't want to be out of bed at 4.30 in the morning sitting here while we're drinking coffee, I'm pretty sure. Um, the club. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before, yes. I have to be here at the Wolford store at 5 a.m. for the captain's meeting the day of the tournament. Um, make sure you're here. If you're not here, you're not fishing that day. Sorry. That's and as far as the weigh-in goes, because we yes. almost had Ricky and Roman visit last one. That's right. You have you to know. be here by 4.30 at the latest. Yes. If you're not here, back to the store at 4.30. Your fish do not count. Yes. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the points. Cause a lot of people ask about how the points work in, in our program and you know, how, how, how they can understand why they are where they are. So yeah, it's, it's real simple. If you show up to fish that day, you get 10 points, no matter what, as long as you show up and you're, you're registered, you're, you're there to fish. Even if you don't turn into fish, you get 10 points. Um, if you win first place at the tournament, you get a hundred points. Second place is 99 points. Third place, 98 points, and it goes all the way down the list. If you do not turn in a fish, you do not place, so you get no points for on that leaderboard there. So it's really as simple as that. Whoever's the most points at the end of the year wins, wins the championship. So tomorrow we have another meeting of the Snakehead Life Fishing yes. Club. So um, for those of you that aren't aware of our, our fishing club, we have a fishing club that meets the third Wednesday of the month, every month yep. in Cambridge at the? Uh, American Legion right there on Route 50. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want That's to say. <laughs> you like how I played that one, didn't you, Gary? You like that one, didn't you? I wasn't sure. What did they call it? CYA. I wasn't sure if he was going to say VFW, American uh, Legion, or, or what, what was going to come out. But Shorebird Stadium. Yeah. You know, uh, what, what, when he when he when he knew he had the brain fart, he just pointed at me. Where are we going? Uh, <laughs> I think I'll just do that from now on into oh. every aspect of my life. And just point to some. And it is what? Just see on on. Any questions, call Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing, you know, um, when you come to the club, you know, we've got uh, basically bar food available there, yep. you know, you got nachos, you got chili and cheese hot dogs, which I love, you can probably watch me chomping on them every time you watch the, 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 the fishing uh, club online. Now, here's the thing, if you join the fishing club, you don't have to come here to the Eastern Shore to view the meeting, you know, you can view the meeting online live through, right. through the feed through our page, you know. So, yeah, if you, if you once you become a member of the fishing club, if you can't make the meeting, then you can, like Kaz said, you can uh, watch it, the meeting live on the on the uh, Facebook group. If you fish in all four tournaments, you're automatically in the Snakehead Fishing Club for free. That's included if you fish all four tournaments. So, if you fish all four, you're, you're in there for free, and you get access to all of the, uh, the good stuff we're doing in the Snakehead Life Fishing Club. Um, so... Let's talk about uh, the tournament. So we've got one more tournament after this. Yep. Our next tournament is going to be... The, the, this tournament is July 31st. Right. The last tournament is September 18th. 
And that's the Blackwater Snake. And know. we're still talking about maybe doing something, you know, with a bow, yeah, a bow fishing tournament we're, we're before the season's over. We just haven't really been able to get everything together yet. Yeah. But, we're, uh, but we're we trying. are working on that. Like, like we said earlier, it's all about how much time we have. Right. And, and, and we just want everybody to know that no matter where you are, you're welcome here. You know, if you shoot them with a bow, you put them in a frying pan, you throw them back in the water, whatever you want to do. Uh, we, we want you to be, 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 be a part of our family. Um, before we get out of here today, I do want to thank Daryl, you know, for everything today. Yep. Daryl, is there anything that we did not touch on today that – now, hold on. I know we got one more thing to give away, but is there anything that we didn't touch on today that you might want to touch on that may be very important for somebody out there that we may have forgot? Uh, the only other thing that I brought today that uh wanted to touch base and talk about was the uh, pliers that I'm offering. Let's uh, show them. These here, they're 8-inch uh, solid aluminum plier. One of the nice things that a lot of my offshore guys that have been buying them that they like is, if you notice, the inside, they're assisted open. A lot of them have a spring that's exposed here, and they rust up really quick. These are sealed. Uh, these also have Teflon-coated uh, cutters. They cut braid like butter, and they are replaceable. And one of the first questions that everybody asks me is, can you get replacement blades i have replacement blades in stock um that's why a lot of people when they go uh i think browning offers pliers something similar to that um i think uh strike king had pliers at one time like that people buy them and stuff and then the cutters wear out and you can never get the actual cutters my cutters i have replacement in stock and that comes with a sheath and everything and these are 27 dollars on my website. That's a very good Needle price. Needle are replaceable too, aren't they? Yes. Uh, I do not have this here, the needle point section. They are, they can be replaceable. Uh, I don't have any replacements for that, but I can, I'm sure, get those if needed. I just knew from prior experience, I had a set of uh, browning pliers that had cutters, and they went dull, and you can't find them anywhere. Because uh, Browning actually doesn't make them. They hire some company. They produce, you know, 100, 150,000, and that's it. And then you can't find the uh, cutters, but mine are actually replaceable, and I do have those in stock. And I've got more coming, just like uh, the fish grippers. I've only got three left for my website, and that's it. I know anglers uh, had a bunch of them. Don at Autumn Sky had a bunch uh, John at Denton Ride and Tackle, I know he's out. He asked me the other day if I had some. Uh, I do have more coming. They're going to be uh, about four weeks out now, but uh, they go quick. They they sell really well. Uh, everybody I know that has them really likes them. I'm, I'm looking at those cutters there, and I see the um, – They the, have the split ring on the end. I see that, but I'm trying to figure out the sheath there. Now, does the sheath go on your belt? Is that – the sheath, yes, it does have a loop where you can put it on your belt. Uh, a lot of people also will take the sheath off, and especially if you're kayak fishing, you can take and hook this to the side of your kayak or something like that. Uh, that way, if you drop them, they're not going into the drink. So the other cool thing I like about it is if you don't want to put a sheath on your, your belt, like you're saying, you could just take that and you could clip that to your belt loop. Yes. And you could yep. put that in your back pocket. You clip it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And that would probably be, for a guy like me, the easiest thing to do. Because yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Are you saying you lose things, guys? No. Is that what you're saying? No, dude, I've never lost anything in my life, bro. Who are you talking to right here? You're talking to a guy with a 145 IQ that can't remember a thing. I'm talking to the guy who almost <laughs> lost my knife on Wednesday. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and your cooler. I got yeah. your cooler still, too. You lost that. No. <laughs> Uh, um, I don't know, Eddie. Is there anything else that? Yes, uh, I got one more. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. Let's see what you um, got. This week's angler spotlight of the week is Kyle Gould. So let go ahead. Go ahead. Now, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. So uh, Kyle actually messaged me right when they got off the water and uh, just wanted me to know how good these suckers are, and that's what most of those fish, if not all those fish, were caught on. He told me. So, if you want to have snakehead destroyer swim baits work, yes, they do. Look at that beautiful picture right there that Kyle. What did he say? He caught 22, 25? I, I think it was 22 was the number that he told me. Now, I'm not sure. If you're out there and you're watching right now, Kyle will be happy to uh, 
get in here. I also did say something to him about coming on a podcast. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff that he's doing. Uh, so, uh, um, anyway, I, I don't have any more one mores today. Do you have any more one mores today? I don't have any one mores. That's all I got. So Gary, far. Gary, what do you have? You've been pretty quiet today. Any, anything that you want to ask? You want to? No. Um, somebody knows where the fish are in the Blackwater River. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to see some videos? PM, man. I appreciate it. I got to go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you got a guide tomorrow? Yeah. So what do you think? You think maybe you should pull out and go somewhere else? I don't know. <laughs> no. Hey, you it's know. fishing. I mean, that's the way it goes. Know, you know just, what I mean? That's it. Just because they're not, they weren't there yesterday. You know, yeah, we know that too. I mean, we, we, we were talking about it before the podcast. I think these fish just move around a lot more than people realize. I, I, I think what's going there. on We've here is I think, I think you, you, you've said it, Gary. You know, they've ate a lot of what there is available to eat, so they're moving in search of food. Is what I'm, I'm probably thinking. It's not that they're not here because we did just have the nets fish, didn't we? Let's talk a little bit about that, and we got a. Nice run of snakeheads yeah, that yeah, came ju- in here. I just had uh, 60 pounds come in uh, yesterday, so and we'll have that breaded up. Uh, should be by tomorrow. And and the fish right now, this is the thing that I've noticed most about the fish. The fish are looking really, really healthy. I oh, mean, yeah. Oh, my God. They I would fat. say like 90% they were of them. fat. Now, here's the so other. I, I don't know what they're eating right now, but my God, they were <laughs> off. Every single one was fat. And at, at, I, oh, I forgot to tell you guys this. Um, there was less females. It was more males this time than I've ever seen in probably a year and a half. Is that right? It was the, the ratio is probably closer to, to four to six instead of eight to two. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was more. It was more males than, than I'd seen in a while. Jim Thompson, Josh, Joe, you hear that? So maybe something. Did you see the little thing Jim put out? Put on the. Uh, I I just caught it. I didn't get put a scale of, yeah. of size. You know, how first year how big they get up to ten inches, and then from ten inches to fifteen. And and so forth tells you how how old they are, and 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 well, gravid wise, they're seeing fish ten inches gravid. That's pretty crazy. Before yeah. they they were fourteen last year, we were yep. seeing them gravid. Now we're seeing them even smaller and gravid. So, um, I mean, there's definitely plenty of fish still here. I know that uh, up the bay, them guys are having a, a good a good party going on up there with all the fishing that's going on. Um, we'll talk about the tournament in August next week. See what's going on with that, where we're at with everything with that. Um, I, I don't have anything else today. We're here. At, we've made it to our hour, our yep. hour mark. We're a little um, over an hour now, so we're good to go. So uh, are we done giving away everything? Yep, we've given away everything. Uh, Daryl, you got any more giveaways? Daryl has one more thing I that you'd like to more, give away. Uh, Daryl, what would you like to give away? The swing hook chatter with the uh, shore turtle on it. Leonardo. <laughs> we're going to call it the uh, shore chatter. So how about if I uh, pick 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 something for it? Go ahead. If you want to fish that bait, you know what they told me to do? Put this in the comments. Roll it slow. Roll it slow. So if you want that uh, that short hurdle, there you go. You can get that thing from Daryl. And uh, let me tell you what, mm-hmm. it is beautiful. It is quality stuff, and I think that's going to catch a lot of fish. Lot of, I, I've used that prop turtle for a long time. You know, and guys have always laughed at me when they see me throwing that prop turtle so they see me catching fish on it. You know what I mean? I don't think people yeah. realize how many turtles, you know, small mud turtles. I mean, a mud turtle only gets that big here. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's nothing for a 10-pound snake snakehead to eat. You know, that's, yeah. that's nothing. Yeah. And we've seen plenty of it. So I think, again, another adjustment, another outside-the-box change, and another. Yeah, well, I, I got to hand uh, the turtle itself over to uh, Marquise for uh, coming up with it. Uh, he had shore boys fishing, and uh, he went to Dave, and they come out with that. I don't have enough uh, turtles right now to put them up on my website, but I think by the end of next week, I should have those up on the website. Uh, I know they're in the process of trying to get some more molds. Uh, I think Dave told me he can only pour like four at a time, so... He gets pretty upset when I tell him I need a thousand of them. <laughs> so, uh, I think anybody would be upset if somebody told me they needed a thousand or something right now. <laughs> but he, uh, we'll get them going uh, right now. As soon as I have those, uh, especially on the uh, chatter style, they will be up on uh, my website. Uh, like I said, should have those by next week. I know John at Denton Ride and Tackle has the turtles in stock just the turtles itself hanging up uh i don't know what the uh price is on them but i think it is a five pack uh and you can also go to uh weedleton custom beats reach out to dave weedleton and uh he'll make them up for you 
Awesome, awesome, awesome stuff. Anything else? Yeah, I want to announce the winners of all the giveaways oh. today real quick. So the winner of the koozie was Justin Sellers. Kapow! The winner of the uh, Horny Toads was Karen Myers. Kapow! The winner of the Snake of Destroyers was Mike Dunsmore. Kapow! The winner of the Old School Baits was Justin Erring. Kapow! Um, and the winner of Daryl's giveaways, the first one was Eric Brown. Kapow! And the second one was Tyler Smith. Kapow! Daryl, I want to thank you once again for being here today. And look, thanks for leave. Look, this weekend out at the crab stand... BigAssCrabs.com, HonestBushel.com. Look, when you need big crabs, you need the crab stand. I specialize in big crabs. If you didn't see them big crabs last week and the week before, you don't know what you missed. So, look, if you want to win some big crabs, all you got to do is like, share, and comment any of the posts on the crab stand, and uh, you'll, be entered to, you'll be entered into the giveaway every week. So, for this week's giveaway, I'm going to give away two dozen mixed Maryland crabs to two people. Uh, the first winner is John Steris. You get two dozen mixed Maryland crabs. And Sherry Ruby, you get two dozen mixed Maryland crabs. So let me leave you with a little crabby jingle. If you've ever wondered what my crabs are and the best way to describe them, it's all summed up in this little itty-bitty crabby song. Daryl, do you know the song? Do you want to sing with me today? Don't do it. (laughs) My crabs, they have three first names. It's heavy, full, and fat. My crabs, they have a fourth name. You want to scream it with me? Absolutely mustard-packed! So, if you ask me where they're from, they're 100% guaranteed Maryland number ones. At the crab stand, here's a fact I know for sure you're coming back. Kapow! Kapow! Kapow!